Well, here she is. Here she is. Right. My better half. The best. The, the, the one, the only. Mrs. L, after what, about... Is this about two years, maybe? I think I haven't, I haven't been here since Trump uh, was in office, I think. I think. That was, yeah, I think so. I'm, that I'm was, serious. I think that was it. It was before, right. But absolutely. And I've been very busy in the last couple of years since uh, yeah, all of that. A little froggy. A little froggy there. Well, I just got in from outside. Uh, it's pouring rain here in New York City. And um, yes, at the end of the week after talking for six days straight and working and going out every night and with work, I'm a little froggy. So forgive me, everybody. But I'm froggy. here. But I'm here. Well... There's so much that we want to tell you, and this is going to be her night, not mine, because I want her to well, tell... Well, it's our night. Oh, yeah. But, it's our night. But but they know about me. But um, I just did a brand new video called, What is a Psychopath? <laughs> <laughs> I've been doing videos all day today for the private channel, doing touring stuff. I'm into, we, yeah. you heard it in the car, quantum, quantum computing and AI. And, and I keep saying, what do you understand it? that? <laughs> <laughs> like... Do it, and you always say yes. Yeah. And then I'm I'm listening and listening and listening because I want to understand it too because it's here. But give us, yeah. darling, a kind of a state of the nation and world regarding uh, children and how they are doing and not doing. Well, there is a war on for our children. I think everybody's well aware of that. I think it is escalating each and every day. I can't believe the things I have learned over the last couple of years, things that are happening in the United States. Let's focus on the United States right now. And I don't really know what to say about all of this, except my old line that I use every day is that take care of your loved ones at home and in in your community. That's what you do because the big picture Nobody can handle it. Keep an eye on the kids. And that and what that means is all family members, you know, aunts, uncles, try to get the, you know, digital family partnership, try to understand what's going on in their schools. And when people say to me, you know, well, I have my child in private school, charter schools, I am telling you right now to keep your eye on every single school the children are in, all the schools, because they are also beginning to teach all of these agendas in private schools and charter. I'm not saying all. But a lot of them, it's come to my attention. I've seen some different agendas recently. We have to watch the kids. We have to teach the kids. They're seeing it and hearing it anyway, and it's being thrown at them all day long. So let the information come from us. Uh, no more embarrassment. No more anything. we got to take charge here. What's the Biden administration doing regarding um, the protection of kids? Less than zero. I, don't, I, I, don't, I, I wouldn't know what that even is, uh, please. Um, is it Saturday night? Please don't. <laughs> it's very it's very tough because we've got the border situation. We've got uh, kids in classrooms who who are strange. Kids are showing up at least here in New York City. I know firsthand sitting in the backs of classrooms. These poor children. No matter what you think about this border situation, this is a humanitarian crisis. These kids are sitting in the back of classrooms, not understanding. There are not enough interpreters for children. Our kids are looking at this. Everything's a mess. In the meantime, all of our kids, and that includes teens and even people in their 20s, I'll call kids. Can you imagine what they think? They're looking at all of this. They're watching all this chaos. I can't imagine what's in their brains. I just can't. It's a bit moot now and may remain moot. And whatever you say about Trump, Trump's had done some very stupid things, some um, ill-conceived things. 
some brilliant things. But without a doubt, what his administration did for children, human trafficking, indigenous uh, folks. Well, uh, without peer, please explain. I think right now the focus has to be on the border, what Trump did for the border. He wanted to put a wall up at the border. I want everybody to understand this. The Republicans would not give him money. This is the bottom line, everybody, for that wall. The Democrats certainly would not give him money for that wall. That wall was not to keep people out, like the crazy media said. He wanted a system of legal immigration. That is what the wall is about. Now, you know I'm working with a lot of uh, Homeland Security, Border Security. They give me the information. They are the boots on the ground. They fill me in. And interestingly enough, you know, we talk about the Mexican border all the time. We have to always remember we've got Canada. We've got borders all over the place. We've got seas, right, open seas. That's considered the border. Nobody's talking about all these other borders. This is an invasion on America. This is a war on America. I want everybody to understand that. I'm sorry I have to say this. I, I, I think probably your listeners and followers know this already. Our. And, and and there's no stopping it. There's just no stopping it. So we have to just, again, watch our own families, our own kids. That's I don't know what else to say. Who were the kids who were coming in? What are their names? What is their health history? What uh, immunization did they receive? Because we're very interested in that, obviously. We, we still see people... We know, no, we know nothing. We know that, nothing. That, the bottom line is we know nothing. I want to I give some positive information. Good. I don't, I don't really... Well, wait a minute. I don't really have much because... Well, um, make some up. Uh, I don't want to make up things. I don't make up things, number one. That's but the difference I, between you and me. I, listen, I... Look, the current administration admits, about a month ago, if everybody remembers, uh, they lost 85,000 kids. They call them unaccompanied minors. Now, everybody, they just take the language, these are illegal aliens. Uh, During the Carter administration, everybody would have to dig deeper, do a little history here. Uh, Carter decided to change the word from alien to migrant to smooth it over. So this has been going on for decades now. But they admit it. They lost 85,000. That hit the media. Everybody talked about it for, I don't know, half a day. If it's 85,000, I can guarantee you, everyone, the number is much higher. What that number is, I don't know. But if they say they lost track, they're just putting people through and processing right now. And the other thing I want everybody to understand, because it's been in the media uh, or online, oh, since Title 42 was lifted, it seems to have slowed down. The surges. No, no, no. This is a well-organized machine. Our government is working hand-in-hand with the Mexican cartels, from what I hear, uh, to bring over groups of 150, 200 at a time. They're making a very organized transition. So I I am told this is only the beginning. This will be ongoing. Uh, We have a lot of problems uh, with all of this. It's very important to to remind folks of something. And this this is really critical. And, and enough can't be said. The idea of somebody saying, no more, uh, that America is closing its doors, that's it, nobody comes in, is absurd. We live in, a, we live in an area, in a city we're very proud of and we love very much, New York City. And if, we, if you came here, we were just driving around in the Yugo stretch, we would take you to parts... We would take you to different countries here. We would take you to Little Korea, Little Italy, Chinatown, 
um, Little Odessa, Brighton Beach, Russians, Astoria, mm. and, uh, the Greeks in Astoria, uh, and Indi- uh, 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 New Jersey, enclaves of Indians, Asians. Mm. Every We have Jamaicans, Caribbean, the parades. Our, what makes us great, I know this sounds like a, like a, like a speech, like a schmaltz, what, tra- makes, what makes us strong yeah, yeah. is our heterogeneity. Yeah. And there's no doubt about that. Nobody is saying, we, we hate, we're xenophobic. No, no, That's no, That's no. not what this is about no. at all. It's about knowing who's in. We were and it's to- also about the children. Yes. Because, uh, let me finish the thought on that. And I'm, every single day, with all of the coalitions I'm involved in, on the local, state, and federal level, everybody I interview, I ask the same question, where are all these children? Because once they're passed on, they go on a bus, they're picked up. We know people are picking them up. and They're not doing the vetting who's picking them up. We have groups of 25 and 50 just going off with somebody. There's a lot of money to be made. Again, it goes down to there's so much money to be made. There's no follow-up with these kids. So we don't know. I I mean, this is so criminal. They're admitting to not knowing where 85,000 kids are, and we know the number's higher. Where are the children? Can Can you hear us okay, by the way? Do we get a five by five? Just want to make sure... That we're the right distance uh, from this. Um, just let us know. Now, a couple of things here. A couple of things. First, two cases we know. Your kid's phone. Let's just talk about this. What is digital safety? How important is that? And what what astounds you with what people don't know about digital safety and phones and the like? Well, I think the hardest thing for me, being a warrior and never uh, giving in, giving up, is on a daily basis that parents, grandparents, uh, caregivers, people in general are so shocked when I give them just a few easy facts. Not, nothing tough, everybody. And I, I don't go into certain subjects when I'm just getting people used to things. You know, everybody has a phone now, right? Pretty much. A couple of easy facts, and they're just... They're just, well, I don't know. My child doesn't do that. That doesn't happen. I'm beginning to really not be able to sleep at all at night uh, with the AI that is here. It's not coming, everybody. It is here. And all of the tech experts I know, some really big people who know what they're doing, considered big experts, they said this is a a big question mark with the AI coming. How is that going to affect kids' families? And I don't understand the resistance to my trying to educate parents about digital safety. Would you agree with that? Absolutely. They, they, we're not talking human trafficking. I'm not talking about sexual exploitation. I'm simply saying that is giving your child, you know, we lock our doors at night, right? Most of us do. You have to lock your phones. In other words, the analogy is safety features and filters. At least talk to your children. You have to understand you have to know, uh, you know, who their friends are. For the most part, it's a little difficult with the teens, but it can be done. But you have to have this open communication. I keep talking about and these family digital partnerships. And the other thing is, there's parental autonomy. I can't tell anybody at what age to give your child a device, but I will say, people have to start parenting up. You know, giving five-year-olds phones, and then you find out they're on Tinder with 17 men. There's something wrong there. So we really have to take charge. We have to step up. Nobody's doing it for us. We have to do it, and we have to be aware. And we have to stop burying our heads in the sand. I I will say in the last few months, everything is so, so horrific. 
and only getting worse. So everybody better wake up in America and better start taking action. We had the other day, this is the one that got me. And when you tell people this, people don't believe you. The amount of sextortion. Kids are watching, uh, playing what they think is a game or whatever it is. Somehow they're, they, they start to exchange with somebody who they think is a kid, somebody they know. Show me yours, I'll show you mine. Uh, the next thing you know, uh, the uh, picture is up and the kid is getting a threat. Either you pay us this or this, this picture goes out. We have friends of ours, one in particular, you've heard me talk about this fourth grade teacher. She's had countless kids who had to move, had to leave a school because they, will, they would not go back to school after they were humiliated. So when we tell parents this, they say, that would not, no, no, you don't understand. We talk to our kids about that. No, you don't. No, you don't. Mm. Our kids know better. Kids, kids, sometimes especially more immature, do not have judgment centers. They can't appreciate things. They don't, they don't understand cause and effect. They don't understand a lot of things. How big is this extortion? Well, I think also you have to just understand kids. But, but, but first of all, I'm going this, this to. isn't an isolated case. I thought it was like, okay, a couple he, of Here's kids. the thing. Since I last visited, which I truly do think was while Trump was president, I think was the last time I, I, I did with you, um, you know, a show. At least now we have, even though it's, it's low-hanging fruit kind of thing, we have a People magazine who did a big feature on sextortion uh, fairly recently. Unfortunately, it was a 17-year-old who killed himself. So at least some people are opening up to it. Now, whether that's, for, you know, um, titillation a little bit, which of course it is, at least it's out there. And if we help one person, they read about it, they know about it, it is bigger than anybody is talking about. But I think what we have to get at is kids are kids. If, if all their friends are doing, you know, exchanging nude images and all this kind of dialogue and, and they're going to do it. And, and if they, you know, kids, especially teens, group think, that's what they do, okay? I think the real question we need to ask, we need to ask why kids are killing themselves when a stranger says, I'm going to show this picture to your mother and father. I'm going to send this picture to your school. I wish kids would say, go ahead, do it. You know, that kind of thing. We have to empower them to fight back. We have to just keep talking to them. Imagine there's so many kids killing themselves. There's so many kids showing up in emergency rooms. Uh, One in 10 is the newest study of ages 9 to 17 who have tried to commit suicide, not talk about suicide. One in 10 American teens. Now, again, we know the number's higher. This is what's reported that have tried to kill themselves. And the most shocking fact I always talk about is of that one in 10, we're talking nine to 17, 40% everybody are 11 and under. So this is shocking, horrific, uh, Things And there's nobody really doing anything about anything. And that is why we have to just educate. We have to go into the communities. We have to, whether it's a church, a synagogue, community center, you've been with me, mm-hmm. libraries, pods in somebody's apartment or house where three people get together, come tell us about digital safety. That's what we do at the Warriors because there's no other way to get at this. Yeah. We have, a, I told you, our friend who's a um, fourth grade teacher. First of all, I'm not going to be one of these people who does the old, you know, when I was a kid. Because not everything that we did, I, I think 
the internet is so great. I, I would have. I, I I don't want to go back to a time pre internet. I'm sorry, I don't. Nobody I don't. nobody does. No. Nobody does. It's here to stay. It's not. It's only going to get bigger with all of the AI. But let me tell you something. When we were a kid and we did something as stupid as play games with balls, and we didn't realize what was happening. We were being able to judge distance. We were able to judge weight, how we're throwing things, how fast to throw it. Also, we're talking, we're communicating, we're forming games, we're doing a lot of things. And because of this, we have better hand coordination so that when we have pens, we can write accordingly and what have you. Also, our depth perception is developed. Our ability to spatially comprehend weight, size, shapes, etc., etc., etc. Okay. Our friend says, I got a couple of handwriting samples. Didn't give any names. I could not make out. Yeah. I don't know what this was. We're not talking about printing versus cursive. I'm talking about any form. This did nothing. There was no nothing because of whatever the, the inability, whatever uh, uh, tactility they lacked or whatever it is. Okay, that's fine. The next thing was, because they sit and they, they maybe swipe, and by the way, the swiping is a very important gesture. That's something similar to you know the slot machine. But because they don't have to track with their eye, it just comes at them, they can't read. Right. They can't follow a word. And to take a word, <clears throat> read it, process it, whatever. And they also, like our friend says, she's trying to explain fractions. And this kid is looking at him like, you don't understand. I have a I have a machine here with TikTok and, and others as well, with bells and whistles and dancing and lights right. and flashes. And you're telling me to, you're on the, on the chalkboard and you want me to focus on what, not to mention maybe the medication that I'm on, not to mention maybe the particular problems that I'm on. I, I, I mean, it is, and, and, and these kids are socially promoted. And a lot of the parents are good. And the stories of what these kids endure, some were living well, out of there. One kid was actually, I don't want to say turning tricks, but in the school parking lot. I mean, you, you, you can't. Look, it's allowed, right? You know, I wish everybody, I don't even want to have to say this. It's a culture shift in America. The America we knew, we grew up with, it is different. It is gone. People have to face that. Okay, but we still have to fight for what we believe in and for our children and our families. But we have to think now there's a culture shift. This is it. Right. Uh, As far as it's an addiction, we know it. We have several studies, many studies about an addiction. Planned, perhaps. Who knows? Right. Genie out of the bottle. But parents, again, you go in your backyard and throw a ball with your kid. I'm not kidding. Uh. If you start with five or ten minutes a day, you put down those devices. We know kids have access to four devices in their homes. And it's just all hell breaking loose. So how are we going to... We know what the schools are about these days, right? Mm-hmm. It's up to us. There's there's nobody else helping us. And all the policy work we work on in Washington, again, it's all bipartisan, Right. Child safety laws. Tell us about our friends. No, but I just want to say, <clears throat> there's a lot of noise, a lot of, uh, um, uh, from both sides. And there's a lot of good laws sitting there in Congress. But as of right now, you know, there's nothing really happening. 
There's nothing really happening. Let me stop right now and just say, Gretzky, this is the most... So generous. Thank you so very much. Says Mrs. L keeps Lionel in check. Thank you. <laughs> you have no idea. Well, he keeps me in check too, everybody, because my whole life is her. No, this no. is my seriously. Well, well, I, I don't have any friends. <laughs> I don't do anything. Don't make us I'm sound like kidding. such. Um, we're we're busy. We're I'm busy, not, and uh, we're busy, and it's tough to tolerate a lot of people. But, but, Gretzky, we're, but we're busy. Thank but you thank immensely. You. Thank Eric, you so much, Eric Thaddeus Walter says, feeling nostalgic to be live with you both again. University prohibits professors from addressing these issues and promotes the agenda. Yes. It begins as early as kindergarten, transhumanism, mm -hmm. transgenderism, uh, tra posthumanism, and trafficking are all of the connected. By the way, transhumanism is very interesting in terms of, and by the way, th thank you, I forgot. Yeah, do your. <laughs> thank you. My hand crepitation. Thank you immensely. For thank this. you so much. Uh, um, but, but. But, but let's go through this very, very quickly, very quickly. What, the transhumanism? Well, uh, well I, just wanna, I just want to share before I forget. Well, look, you invited me. Yeah, I said, like, nah. Okay, now, uh, a, a public school teacher showed me, a private school teacher, excuse me, last night showed me uh, her agenda that she was given. This is New York City now, everybody. And also she showed me the agenda. She teaches kindergarten. And the agenda... That's five years old, right? That's five years old, basically, kindergarten. And also the agenda for new teachers coming in, because she's been there for like 10 years. And I couldn't believe what I was reading, although I'm very familiar with it, because New York, New Jersey, Connecticut, they all mirror each other with these suggested agendas grade by grade. But in kindergarten, you know, say, um, let's be inclusive. Let's talk about the LGBTQIA plus community to five-year-olds. Okay. Also, and we've been through this before, First, second grade. How are you feeling today? Oh, do you feel like a boy or a girl? A teacher, they say suggest it. So you're not forced, okay? And they also, in their teacher's plans that they have to submit, have to show this, how they're teaching all this in their classroom. So I said to the person showing it to me, I said to uh, him, but I know you don't promote any of this. You don't. And he said, uh, no, but I'll just... If somebody's monitoring the classroom, I might just say something like, we have to love everybody. Leave it at that. So far, they're getting away with it. But um, they feel they're not going to get away with this for too long because they're being monitored so heavily. But this is criminal. This is criminal, criminal. And I think we have to really, I don't know how it can be done. We have to have pod learning homeschooling and like small groups in the community. It sounds, it sounds a little like a little house on the prairie. Yeah, but good. I'm sorry, but this is what has to be because again, and I, I can't go into detail; it would be too shocking for everybody. But with the work I do, this is what has to be done, and the children have to be protected. They are the currency; they are destroying the families and society, and we have to really get in there more so than the last time I was here a couple of years ago talking about these issues. This is critical mass right now. Thank you. Um, our good friend Christos Stavrou, the honey man. Oh, honey man. Bless his heart. Thank you, my friend. Thank you so much. Crepitations to you. <laughs> By the way, is this, is this true that Dale, uh, oh, excuse me, Dale is, uh, I don't know if, this, if I should be announcing this, but who, who Gretzky is, by the way. Uh, this, this, is, uh, this is very interesting. St. Uh, Petersburger? Wow. If that is true. Um, 
I, I want to ask this. Just just bear with Please, if I interrupt you, just tell me. I don't want to do no, that. No, go ahead. Go ahead. <laughs> what, what do you think would happen to a child if one day if you said... Remember we were watching the thing on uh, Catherine Hepburn here. Yeah. Catherine Hepburn said, you know, when I was a kid, I felt like a boy. Who was it? Somebody else who said, I felt like a boy. I, 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 I was a... I was I I wanted to hang around boys versus girls. I wanted to climb and whatever it is, and I and she said I might have said I feel like a boy, meaning that I want to hang around with the boys. Mm-hmm. I like to do what they do. I want to. Oh, well, she had two brothers. Remember, two she brothers, used to play with right. her brothers a lot. And, you know. and there was another one too. There was somebody who said that. Thank God, because when they were a kid, well, a lot of women. I forget who it was. Right, right, right. coming forward saying, but I used to climb trees. Right. I used to do a lot of very physical as a child, uh, boyish kind of things. I used to play with boys in the neighborhood. Strictly, it was playing, you know, the right. kickball, uh, all that kind of stuff. But if I, you, didn't, I didn't think I, I didn't feel right. like a boy. But today, if you do that, but if I heard this, if I, if I, as a parent or a teacher, said, "Tell me, um, do you feel like a girl?" Now, let's assume they don't understand what that means. Of course they don't understand the kids. That's the point, to confuse them. The minute they say, I feel like a boy or I feel like a girl, bingo. They go right in there. They go right to the office. They start reporting. We've got different laws right now uh, where they're introducing, uh, well, everybody knows it. They can have a different identity in school. They don't have to tell the parents this anything. Is, and this so is this also, has been going on the last five years. But this is also, and I saw this when I was a prosecutor. This, this is where, where where parents are losing this thing called parental autonomy and parental primacy. Here is the thing which is the most important. And I want to say this: it's not that kids cannot feel confused. That's no problem if they are confused. If they need help, that's wonderful. When you tell a kid something that they did not necessarily understand. Remember, right. we were in Washington. Yeah. Is that me or? Oh, I just had my leg. Oh, oh no. I thought, you were, I thought you were nudging me like I'm saying something No, wrong. no, I, my leg I hit you. Like, Why? No, what no. am I saying? I'm, I'm just trying to get in the shot. I thought she, no. sometimes you get this. No, no. No, my no, leg no. hit you. Okay. Anyway. My leg hit you. We were in uh, uh, the, uh, the, the Heritage Foundation. And I'll never forget this story. Mm-hmm. I think I've told you this about this teacher who, who had a uh, student who had diabetes, little girl. And because she had juvenile diabetes, she'd have to go to the bathroom. So she, he wanted to tell his students, listen, in the event, in the event that uh, you, you see her go to the bathroom, don't worry, uh, she, she's, not, she's not being rude or breaking the rules. She has diabetes and has to go to the bathroom. And that's it. And he said, I did a wonderful job. I did a great job explaining this. The next day, the principal calls in and says, I don't know what you told these kids, but I've got 10 parents who were upset because their kids now say they have diabetes. He said, but I didn't say that. He said, no, you did say that. Kids don't understand this. They also copy each other. Remember the so story, too, about our, our friend who said, why do my teachers have different colors? Right. We had why are story. my teachers different colors? And he sat down with them, and he tried to explain. Well, you see, when the, when the sun hits mm-hmm. and the equator, and the kid looks at him like, what are you talking about? She's, right. And he said, finally, why do you ask? He said, well, my teacher, Mrs. Brown, Mrs. Green, Mrs. White. So the thing is, is that... If you tell a kid something too early, it may be appropriate later on, but if you are pushed and prodded and if you are socially uh, encouraged through this insinuation... Well, but that's what they're doing. That's why I say there's a war on for our children. 
This is it. Our future generation, our future adults, our future leaders, they are changing America. It's here. So what are we going to do about it? That is why I But nobody's doing it. Well, well, that's why I preach that we, as parents and grandparents, caregivers, family members, we have to get involved. Look, not everybody can do pod learning, homeschooling. That's only relatively new. What is new. that? Here in New York City, we have uh, people have taken their kids out of schools, whether it's private and whether it's public. And in, you know, they'll have maybe, I know one pod's three kids. I know one pod is eight. They'll take turns going to different apartments here in the city. You know, one day here, one day the other. They'll have two, two and a half hours of instruction. Then from they, from a lot of them, teachers, retired teachers, uh, or a lot of retired, a, a lot of yes, retired teachers. Um, and they take turns and uh, going to the different apart uh, apartments. And then they're doing it in suburbs too. It's starting to grow. And then they'll spend doing some culture, some music. You know, visiting the museum, everything that I think a child needs. Kids don't need to sit in schools for six, seven, eight hours a day. However, we have to always remember there are so many single moms working. They Mm -hmm. can't do any of this. However, we are starting to now introduce this to them because, just follow me on this one, we're trying to help everybody. We can get them into pods as well. But it's a new idea, relatively new. We have to do this across the country. In the meantime, while most kids are still in public schools, private schools, charter schools, right, and there's been a war on for charter schools, but that's another conversation. Um, we have to make sure we get involved in the schools. We have to know what the curriculum is. We have to go in and meet with the teachers, not these Zoom meetings that everybody's doing for three to five minutes here in New York City, literally three to five minutes. That's the parent-teacher conference, not even the old 15, 20 minutes, three to five. You can't learn anything in three to five minutes. Most of the parents are not, the teachers report to me, not even doing the Zoom meetings. They're showing no interest you have to be a class parent. You Do they still have class parents? Oh, they probably do across America in the suburbs and stuff like that. Not here in New York anymore, not in the public schools. And you have to try to join the board of, board of Ed. These are your rights. But more than anything, you need to know what your child's curriculum. You need to know what books they are reading and learning about. And you have the right to, unfortunately, I don't like to say opt out about anything, but we're in a an environment now where we need to opt out if something is not appropriate for our child. Two stories. One from the uh, Daily News. Uh, nearly 56% of seniors missed a chunk of the school year. Don't know what a chunk is. 41% of New York schools, uh, city's public school students missed nearly a month of school last year. And it goes on and on. And you know those are not true Oh, stats it's worse. Exactly. It is always worse. Um, I can't think of anything other than I keep saying it like a broken record it is time for us to form our own militias yes education militias yes I'm not I'm not kidding this is the only hope for our children that this pendulum and here's the other thing I don't understand as I travel the country and as I work on all of these issues I am telling everybody listening to this right now I tell you this every day nobody likes any of this going on They don't know who I am when I go into different communities or they don't know what I'm about or what I'm thinking or who I might like or who maybe I voted for. They are concerned. If anything good came out of the last few years, because we have to try to find a little bit of good here, is that parents woke up. People are seeing what's going on. People are now getting more involved. Now, the flip side of that is it's scary, right? Look what they do to people, right? Oh. But I still believe if we come full force, lots of numbers... Power in numbers. 
and we can I, we can fight it off in our own little you know community bubbles and things. I, I we have to think like that. And to be fair, this has nothing. You know, this is not Joe Biden. This is not. This oh, is not no, nothing Biden. to do with him. No, no. This is this is nothing to. There do are with some him. things that are merely cultural. There are things that are. I'll never forget. Do you remember a while? Of course you do. What am I saying? You remember everything. <laughs> Ever. No, everything. Yeah. We have a friend, sort of, whose son uh, was painting his toenails and wearing a dress. <clears throat> Remember that? Yeah. And I thought, okay, she was, this is, be- this is before, this is before COVID, everything. This is about eight years ago, maybe. Eight, yeah. About eight years she ago. She was so happy because just like she had this, this rare breed of dog, she goes, I've got a, a, a okay, but a I'm trans. Gonna... Wait a moment. I've got a. What? Didn't you have a name for it yet? Lisa PM. Thank you. Look at the look at the love. I can't believe I'm thank doing you. this. Thank I know. You. This it is, is kind beautiful. of. Thank you. We appreciate that. Thank you. But let me just say. So we were wondering, is it, what are you excited about? Now let me tell you something, just very very quickly. If that happened, you know we don't talk about kids and things like that. That's our we that that that's our thing, and we. we you just look at us. We don't want to involve anybody else. It's their lives. This is us. But if that was our kid now, and I have, we had a son or daughter, whatever it is, I promise you the first thing they would feel would be love. And if I think I would say, so, um, whatever, uh, I like your, I noticed that you're doing that. Would you, do you want to talk about that? That's it. And I would see, I wouldn't traumatize them. I wouldn't. Who knows? When I was a kid, I wore, I wore a uniform to the White House. A military uniform that I made. It was the, I got a picture And I of it. saw the picture. It's not pretty, everybody. What is like that? army what? boots. No, not army boots, but, but the <laughs> hat. It's, it's I mean, crazy. Kind of... Crazy. Now, that to me was even more harm. But, 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 but the thing is, is that kids can do things and think things, so I don't have any problem with it. That's not, but I'm not going to push somebody. But here's the problem. Yes. She was very happy, this particular person. That was here in New York City. New York City. I know a few other ones. They want to be with the cool. It's cool. But that's in New York City, okay? That's in Los Angeles. That's, that's in those kind of places. The problem is when the children go to schools, okay? You can do everything right at home. Be the greatest parents, greatest grandparents, greatest everything. It's when they get in those schools and then they say, oh, you know, maybe they didn't show up the next day with the nail polish. Oh, I noticed you're not. Oh, did your mother say something? And then they're off to the races. This is the problem with these criminal schools and these teachers' unions. Everybody knows, right? This is criminal, the teachers' Let's unions. also, while we're on the subject, not only, and remember what I'm saying. I'm going to be very clear about this. It's not the subject matter. Let, 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 me, let me just say this. What if I walk and say, hey, kids, listen, here's something. This is called the newspaper. You want to hear something? Listen to this. 50% of all marriages end in divorce. So chances are, how many of you? 20 in this class? Okay, good. 10 of your parents, 10 of you are going to have parents who get a divorce. Now, first of all, is that true? Well, maybe it is. You don't tell a kid that. A kid, you you, you don't tell kids. Kids, schools, for little kids, it's about colors and let's be friendly and let's, let's don't get into stuff too early before... You want to maintain this innocence. 
before they lose it, before they're affected, before they learn hate and prejudice and everything. It doesn't matter. Again, I'm saying, if somebody really honestly, we had this terrible, terrible, well, you know, this young man who, when he came out to his family, he was older. His father, like, beat him? And, well, that's a common story. Yes. What? I, I mean, well, I don't, so so this is not, this is not it. We're talking children. I wouldn't want a child to be to be talked or coached or discussed regarding heterosexual sex or 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 self pleasure or anything like that. And it may be normal or it may be whatever. That's not my position. This is a child. And I'll be honest with you, I am not gonna do anything. I would you can't even let a kid I'm sorry, I'm talking to you. You can't even let a kid give him an aspirin. Or or if, if or or apply uh, um, uh, lice medication or quell or without getting all kinds of you know approval as you should, I mean this is just this this transcends you know, rationality. So we have all of this going on, and everybody knows about it. Yet our borders are open, and all these kids are coming. Nobody's talking to them about being trans or boys or girls or do you have you know. This, that, or the other thing. And by the way, don't take any uh, loose aspirins. Even somebody, we have a lot of Explain we that. have a lot of cases where a friend, even somebody in high school, will say to her friend, you know, uh, oh, I have an Advil or I have, uh, you know, an aspirin, whatever. But because so much of these pills are being laced with fentanyl. Now, on purpose, of course, right? It's the poisoning of America. Again, a war. We don't need guns. We have. We're being poisoned by fentanyl, but also because these labs and where they're creating all of these drugs and things, they're mixing the machinery. So even a lot of kids are buying, believe it or not, you can buy on Snapchat two clicks, you can buy aspirin, all kinds of medications, or they think they're buying legitimate medications. And that's where they're getting aspirin, and uh, they are full of fentanyl. We have a lot of cases of kids dying, taking, they think they're taking the aspirin, it's fentanyl. So that is another subject we're not talking enough about. Of course, it's in the headlines here and there. This is a war, though. What does all of law enforcement tell me? This is the runaway train as well, the poisoning of our children. We have uh, enough children dying of fentanyl every week that equates to a 45-child classroom. Even though it's a large number, forty-five mm-hmm. for a classroom. That's that's the newest, the newest figure. Again, we know it's higher because this is what we know about. Who's talking about those? Even if it's forty-five, that's one hundred and eighty kids a month dying of fentanyl in the United States. I don't hear anybody talking about it. I keep talking about it. I don't get any answers. And law enforcement—they're not being funded. They're not being given the resources. They're not being give, given the manpower. Uh, and nobody can fight this. So we have to fight it. I keep what coming about, back to us. And and we have to talk about this horrible, horrible vaping that the kids are doing because it's cheaper than buying liquor and it's readily available. Look at here, all these smoke shops oh. popping up. We know they don't have licenses. They're on every corner now, right? Well, I, yes, all we do is smell. Devil, devil potato chips I saw in the window when I passed by on the corner. All this stuff with attractive packaging for kids. And... uh the studies have come out, and again, brushed aside, especially for teen boys. Well, the studies are like, you know, 17 to 29. 
boys in particular, which I want to ask you about why boys, where they're having these psychotic breaks because they're vaping mm-hmm. all day long. They're not taking breaks. It's going into, you know, the lungs and all that. Complete psychotic breaks, jumping off of buildings, uh, never writing manifestos, never coming out for the rest of their lives. They're not going to get better. They're going to go in and out. Some may get better. But the, why, why why aren't we talking about these issues? Why Yet we're bringing in all these illegal aliens that are going to put further stress on the healthcare system that all of us are paying a lot of money to be a part of, probably. And everything's being given away for free. Our children and grandchildren are suffering. we got to take to the streets. I don't know. we got to be like Paris, you know, where a million turn out oh, yes. in Times Square. Uh, when I bring this up, people just stare at me. I want... I know people think sometimes that, you know, I guess you get to a certain age and they go, oh, God, this is, when we had the, well, you wouldn't know that about this, but because you were innocent, but we had the Reefer Madness reference. Well, I know, I know. Reefer all about Madness that. came out in the 20s and we would say, oh, would you stop? I remember there was a study called Cannabis in Costa Rica. Cannabis in Costa Rica was a uh, university, of, um, university of Miami, uh, uh, was part of it, and it was the most, it was this long-term, it's called the Long-Term Study on um, Chronic Marijuana Use. Now, this was, they they were trying to find out the effects of, of uh, are you doing that to me? No, I'm oh, just right. trying to sit close. I thought so. you're nudging me. No, so we're I'm in always, the, I'm, uh, always, see, I'm always afraid, like, what am I saying? No, we're in anyway. the shot together, you know. Kind Ooh. Of. There was a, uh, they, they couldn't find a study of people who use then in the 70s, you know, marijuana, not THC, not this and that. So anyway, so Costa Rica said, well, we got them up here. That's all they do. Make a long story short, they did a long-term study, and they found out that there was no significant difference in terms of health. There was an absenteeism problem, but other than that, okay, fine. The same, the same writers, the same folks, the same researchers said that was marijuana from then, this is 30%. I mean, the THC is through the roof. Ingestibles, vaping, it's it's un, it's not. If you were 80%, you would go full till Timothy Leary out to lunch crazy. Mm-hmm. It People are missing the point. So consequently, when you have people whose brains do not stop start uh, growing until 25, right, we know one. I we know of a, of a friend of a friend of a friend. This kid is whacked out of his mind, and writing the these the, the manifestos. They they, they say the, the children the, are saying I'm writing a manifesto. The it's demented like the new word they're using. The deme- what about this? The demented the demented family said, well, you know, he might want to get some of these things published. It's like they're not. A, it's not. He's not. He's, this isn't literary. These are the psychotic scrawlings of I a lunatic. Laugh, but it's yeah, a, like Amazon will self-publish. I said no. no. Kiaka oh five zero three. But the other so, thing, where I, I stop, honey? Look, I Kiaka. I, thank you, thank, thank you, you. Please, thank please, you. please. But here's you. here's what I need to point thank out you. Uh, before I forget. Gratitude, honey. It's called gratitude. Thank you. <laughs> I'm very grateful. I'm I I. When I see people that are responding and listening and watching us, I could cry. And I don't she, cry about anything she, except the children. She so is, I don't want to cry. No, no. So that's she why is I doing am, this. What does she do today? You, six days a week, you do a radio show. Six days a week. Two hours a day, and then you're immersed in this. Then 
We have the uh, Wednesday show. Then the, by the way, Lynn's Warriors on YouTube. She's immersed. We'll have to go out every night so I can educate people early in the morning to have meetings very early in the morning. Uh, a lot of work with law enforcement. What's the most frustrating? But but here's what I want to say to everybody yeah. right now. Now, here's a whole new thing. The laws are now, which we knew would be happening, coming out where they are striking down. Remember, things are state by state with these child laws, for the most part, where they are striking down. Um, sex offenders registry, oh. they're doing away with. Um, Tell they, them about Minnesota. Uh, Minnesota. Uh, nobody understands it because normally you have a public hearing. You talk about these things. Uh, it's bipartisan. You go back and forth. And a Democrat stood up the other day and just said uh, sex offenders registry was amended. Boom, boom, boom. That's it. No discussion. Nobody knew the hearing was happening. Now, this has happened in our work with child brides across the United States. We will get notice maybe late, 10 o'clock at night. Okay, Vermont. I'm just using this as an example. The hearing's 10.30 tomorrow morning. And if you can't show up to testify or you can't make your voice heard or you can't get the coalitions together, you can't get the survivors to get their... This is what they're doing. It is so criminal. It is so illegal. But what I want to say is there is a full push on right now in these states to start taking away all of these uh, things to protect children. Okay, they still want us to wear seatbelts and right. bicycle and helmets, masks, but sometimes you, you can have a rapist working now uh, in Minnesota in a nursery school. Now, go figure. Again, we have to be aware of what's going on. So, what are you going to do? Well, let me just say what you can do. As tough as this may seem to for all of you, everybody, we still have to report it to our elected representatives. We have to have numbers because they do keep records. House.gov, Senate.gov. It will tell you, it will represent you if you don't know. You email, you call, you write a letter, and you do it. We have to do this. I know everybody's busy, like once a week. It's not acceptable. I mean, we have to fight for our children. Nobody's fighting for them. I don't, I don't know what else I can say. Nobody's fighting for our children. And also, there's power in numbers. So people feel, they'll say to me, I feel very alone. I can't just do this alone. So if we start really coming together, find out what's happening just in even your neighborhood, your community, we have to start, this is another tough one, really trying to talk to each other because that has been destroyed over the last few years, this neighborly kind of really talking to each other. And I know if we keep at it, we'll start finding one person, we'll find another person, we'll grow numbers. Who are the people, who are the people, for example, who go nuts regarding... Uh, gun sh- uh, shows or uh, not filling out the right applications for for gun purchases or who mm-hmm. who you, you know who go who they want to go after Hunter Biden because he didn't he didn't fill out a form regarding buying a gun or bump stocks and we got to make sure that the paperwork and the paperwork because you can have a gun show but yet yeah. when it comes to having a law that says a rapist and by the way. Sexual predators do not change their ways. The recidivism, why they're out, I have no idea. But you mean to tell me if, as far as being, that, that, the, that the, uh, the schools themselves are not worried about insurance licensing? Do you mean to tell me that nobody cares about whether the identities of these people well, are at school? Here's but we thing. care about guns at a gun show where, where, where somebody is saying, I'm paying this, here's my name. That's not the person I'm worried about. It's some demented custodian or, or ca- cafeteria worker 
at a school. Where would you go work if you were a predator? Where would you go? The Marine Depot? I don't think so. Schools. Well, this is going to start sweeping the country. Everybody better get ready. Uh, We were warned about this uh, close to three years ago would be happening. Now we're seeing it enacted and happening, okay, starting in Minnesota. Uh, So, therefore, I I don't know what to say except people have to step up and and really become very involved in their children's lives and, and find out what's happening. The problem is... Right now, with this thinking and with these approximately 100 DAs around our country, well-financed, we'll leave that for a minute, uh, with all the same agenda. We have one right here in New York, Alvin Bragg. Uh, We had Lori Lightfoot. Now that one who replaced her is even worse, Johnson. Uh, We've got, we all know about California. We know what's going on there. Uh, The problem is... And they openly talk like this. And this is why I can't figure out Republicans. I'm going to call them out right now. Conservatives, Republicans, whatever you want to call everybody. They openly say, we don't want to, you know, put the stigma on on somebody who made a mistake. They don't call them criminals anymore. Nothing. They made a mistake. Restorative justice. They made a mistake, right. The restorative justice. We don't want to stigmatize. And I keep fighting with what about our children and our families? Who's protecting them? All of the effort out of these DA offices is on this restorative justice, is on the criminal. I will call them criminals. That is what they are. Okay. And not on the people. Not to bring up, nobody minded contact tracing of the old days. Nobody minded having phones over contact tracing because people said it's a good idea to make sure that we know who's out there. And if all of a sudden your phone indicated that you came into contact with somebody else, so some people said, and the argument can be made, it's a good idea to know who's out there. And you mean to tell me, you're not telling me, who's out there in terms of a, a, a sexual predator? I'm not trying to stigmatize them. I'm trying to keep them segregated from the rest of the world. They're a rabid dog. They have, there's no, there's no, this isn't, I'm not, this isn't a stigma. By the way, this is critical legal studies. This is critical race theory. These are the crits. I keep telling you about this. C-R-I-T-S. This is this this lunatic. Restore, explain it, restorative justice. This is another one that's... Wait till that hits you. Restorative justice very simply means that it's all about the criminal. It's about their rights. It's about... Re-emerging. Let them re-emerge into the community. Let's give them... Reconnect. A second chance... Let's not, being put in a jail, you know, not seeing the sunlight, uh, being in a small environment makes them worse. And so the, let's reintegrate them And the into circumstances that led to that criminality, the circumstances that led to that particular environment that may have made them more prone, have a, more of a, of a penchant to, uh, to wax criminal, that, that is this, this dementedness. By the way... Zowie Fenderblast says, your awesome wife looks like a beautiful Aww. Debbie Harry, but way smarter. Oh. No, Debbie was pretty, she was pretty smart. That's Debbie, that say. was during your time. That was my, that was my heyday. That was Lower East Side. <laughs> that was when was we had the New York that I love, the New York I still think about on a daily basis. Thank you, Zowie. The, thank you very much. The New York was a, a, a hub of cultural and arts and uh, sure, things went on, 
But if you were smart, you were savvy, you, you were with the right people, you knew how to take care of yourselves. I mean, bunches of, of us would all jump on the subway together two in the morning, didn't think anything of it when you were in a group together. Oh, you were you know? very bohemian. Yeah, very, because you, uh... that was the New York where you could come and, and, and nobody made fun of you. You know, there wasn't... Everybody could be anything. And even as a teenager, you know, traveling in from Jersey, like on Saturdays to go shopping or see a show, I would think how wonderful that nobody is judging, right? And and, it, and, and I couldn't it, wait to get here. And you want to talk about drag and you want to talk about gay. It was not only the norm, but it's like this was the place to go. In fact, the whole notion, the, the, the whole, um, the whole um, Stonewall... Christopher Street, where people came from around the world, who were who were getting away. I from, loved it. I'm sorry. I mean, th- this I love this. It. This was bohemian heterogeneity. I love that stuff. That's yeah. for adults. Adults, make make sure you. And by the way, I, oh, as yeah. far as drugs go, I believe they should all be legalized for adults. And let me also say all something, right. and this is another thing too, and I want you to understand this. You know, years ago. I used to say that I believe that uh, prostitution laws should be uh, dec- should be removed. They should be decriminalized, and I still believe that. However, I wasn't fine tuning my idea. I believe that the prostitute should not have this stigma, because oftentimes now, and I didn't know then, I had the because I taught you. That's right. <laughs> What's going on? I had the idea of, you know, the um, pretty woman and, you know, and this fake, woman fake, who... Fake, 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 You know, before Uber, hey, I can work a few hours, set my time, get a 401k, I can be a prostitute. No, no, no. There was always a pimp. There was, it, it was human trafficking. So now there is something called the equality model, and I want you to be aware of this, which allows you, which says, yes, let's let's decriminalize for the sex worker, again, a euphemism, whatever you want to call it, I don't care, but not for pimps, not for Johns, not for people who perpetuate this, because let me tell you what's going to happen next. Wait until you find out that that little uh, Airbnb down the street, this isn't a party, this is a brothel. And if you call up to complain, you might have a zoning issue there because if it's, it's, it's a commercial enterprise, but it's not against the law. And when they see that guy who used to be called a pimp or a human trafficker, and if you say, hey, buddy, what are you doing? I'm not doing anything. This is legal. Remember? You legalized it. I'm not doing anything wrong. I'm just a, a broker. I'm just a dispatcher. That's all I'm doing. I'm a Mac daddy. I'm a love broker. So this is something that is coming up. And the number of people... Oh, how about this? We, she wanted to, that punk who said the other day, uh, yeah, I think it'd be a good idea, you know, prostitution, let's regulate it. Regulate Which is it. a common thing I hear about regulating. Let's like let everybody a, understand. Like there's an office with the, with the, you know, we but have the frame with the license. And people, the, they do not understand. People have to understand what it is. We have our studies don't give me the argument where it's legal in Amsterdam and these places in Germany because we have 12, 14 floor brothels, uh, buildings, where they are trafficking women and girls in, and some men and boys, into these uh, buildings uh, from Africa, all these other countries. And where it is uh, you know, decriminalized, it has increased. It's simply supply and demand. If there's more money to be made, more vulnerable people will be trafficked 
into all of this. We have studies that say about 97% of people in prostitution were forced, coerced, and that's worldwide. So even if that's 97%, right, this decriminalizing means brothels will be legal next door to you, pimping, trafficking, illicit spas, sex buying, all will be legal. I was part of a coalition meeting the other day. Um, Well, maybe I shouldn't give too much away. But in the last almost two years, there have been zero arrests for any of this sex business uh, stuff in New York. I'll just share that much about the meeting. The Three years ago, there were 200 arrests, uh, prosecutions. Now we're down to zero, and this year so far, zero. So nobody's working on this. But here's what I want you to understand. Again, supply and demand. There's money to be made. The demand is for children. This is what I tell everybody. Zero to two years old. This is shocking. This is disgusting, but I have to say it. Children. So although we want to decriminalize for, I don't use sex worker. I use prostituted person, okay? Because the media uses sex worker. Sex is not work. Work is not sex. Prostituted person. You will see children trafficked. Children put into this. And the most shocking thing is that... um, a woman in the Bronx, a councilwoman, just it was announced on Thursday, took over the push for full decrim. It kind of during COVID and all that, it was just sitting there. She took it up. She's a mother of two teenagers. Uh, she is a mental health counselor, like a PhD, and she is now full in, warrants a little more investigation. We're getting together with all of this, um, pushing this full decrim. Remember, the other problem is this is great. Get somebody out of the sex trade. What are you going to do with them? You have to mm-hmm. have housing, food, jobs, right? If they're a child, education. We don't have places to put people. Number one complaint out of law enforcement. Where are we going to put them? There are very few places to put anybody. This is an ongoing thing. It's not like, you know, these people who put, I saved a child. The children are saved. I sa- Saved is not a good word to use, Okay. It is an ongoing, lifelong process remember, with all of this. Remember the day in Queens, uh, uh, took you to Queens, and you met, and there was there was somebody who described this girl, sixty. They they just came from what was it from a hospital? Yes, it was a hospital. This girl, I don't rav- use any names or anything. No, 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 okay. no, no, no. This young girl ravaged with STDs. Twelve Chine- years old, Chinese. Twelve years old spoke. No, no uh, English, no English. Um, and then even in securing uh, an interpreter would not because they're in fear. They don't speak. Okay. And they're told to fear any kind of law enforcement. And on top of all of this, then a few hours later, after all this testing, they found she was pregnant on top of it. Um, so, uh, 12 years old. And the judge said to me, I, I, I don't, he was crying. I mean, that is the truth. I'm not exaggerating. He, oh, said, no, no, I, he yeah. said, Lynn, I don't know what to do. I don't know where to put her. I don't know what this is. People doing this to children. Uh, and so this is escalating. We know in Queens, we have women walking all over the streets every oh. you know, day in Red Hood, Red Hood, Brooklyn. So whereas the internet put all of the business, uh, you know, a couple of years back, right? Maybe less two decades online. Then COVID came, it moved it back. We have so many people now actually back to what was called street walking. Mm-hmm. And this is happening. 
And you know what? They bring the people to the kids. If somebody wants a child, they bring them right around the corner to the child and nobody's getting arrested. Nobody's doing anything. And this full decriminalization will only increase. Now, here's something, and I hope you don't take this the wrong way, but I will tell you this. If we said, if we talked about animals, if we said right now, and I'm not mocking this because I think animals are great. I think in many respects they're better than people. Believe me, especially after this. So I'm not anti-animal or anything like that. But I know people who say, people who say, for example, when I die, I'm going to give all my money, whatever, to Humane Society or whatever it is. And that's great. But if you said, what about kids? I'm just saying humans. There's no connection. I don't get it. I don't understand it. Again, I think animals, well, it's it's the weirdest. People will talk about climate change, which is important. Climate this, which is important. They will talk about it. I mean, cry and scream and the Karens and you don't understand. And there will be people thrown out of universities who dare to lecture about this. It, It gets almost violent. But when it comes to kids, and here's the thing too, maybe you can explain this to me. Why do people think that kids are these things that remain kids? That they just, they're just kids, like they're plants or something. These are going to be, the. can you imagine the next iteration of humanity? Well, I don't understand. Oh um, my God, what are these? I, I know, but it's not us versus them, which is what I teach everybody in the world. Again, we have to have a cultural shift. We have to realize we're in a new country now. That's the way it is, everybody. Whether we like it or not, I know none of us like it, okay? And we have to talk to the kids. So we'll give them a device, just hand them a phone because all their friends have one or we want them to have one or the kid is demanding I have to have one. And we do have studies where it's more detrimental not to give your child a phone. But that being said, there are phones you can just have some numbers, you know, no internet access, you know, Gab and Bark. There are companies nobody knows about, but... If if the child doesn't have the phone, it's it's more uh, for their yeah. mental health. It's worse for them because all their friends have the phone. But no. So it's utilizing it. So I just wanted to finish this point where we're treating, no, but we're treating kids. We're not paying attention to all these horrible issues. We're giving them the phone, which is opening the front door to the world. If you don't have protection and discussion on the phone and safety features and filters. And we've got to parent up. I'm beginning to say this a lot. Parent up. Talk to your kids. And when I say you have to put down, I go and teach this. Put down those devices. I start with five and ten minutes a day, but that includes parents. Everybody in the house has to put down the devices five and ten minutes. I just posted 75 things to do with bored teens. It's swinging back. It may sound dumb. It may sound whatever. We have to start going back in that direction where everybody, I don't care if you go out for a walk, you set the dinner table together, uh, you ask somebody to collect the laundry, you put down those devices, you start doing things together. Because what are the kids telling me? Whether they're 9 or 17 and I gain their trust, here's what they eventually say. Mom is busy on her phone. Mom, Mom is busy on her laptop. Dad, Dad's in the office with the door closed on the computer. Nobody's paying attention to me. Very vulnerable. So what do they do? Go on their devices. And we know within 48 hours, 48 hours, they will attempt, they will attempt 
one in four are approached online by a stranger, an adult usually, and of the one in four, 40% will attempt to go out and meet that stranger in real life. And that all happens within 48 hours. And again, it's probably less. The kids are feeling so vulnerable and not loved, and that is the absolute truth. And I'll never forget, remember John Douglas, the... Uh, uh, the I guess pro the profile pro fl- or profile pro, pro he's a filer. Pro Sorry, yeah. I'm, I'm a little, you know, he told me, he said the thing that's most important, the, these people know your kids. They know the psychology. They know the way kids think more than you will ever know. They know them like you cannot believe they know what makes them, what, 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 what vulnerabilities they work. Mm. But here, let me just say something right now. When people say, by the way, lenswarriors.org, go to the section that explains all of these devices. You can give kids phones where, I mean, you're paying for it. You should be able to control it. Where you control the router, you control, you can give them a phone, maybe limited uh, limited uh, uh, internet. How about this? Um, uh, you, you can also find out what they're watching, what they're looking at, right? You have all kinds of devices. Well, there's a company called Bark, and for a very nominal fee, they have a one-week free trial. And I, B-A-R-K.us? I, I, yes, or? I get nothing from this, but I promote them because they're a good company that I want to keep but talking about. give them the about. site again. It's Bark, B-A-R-K, like a dog, B-A-R-K.us, and Bark, try your trial for one week, and then you can sign up. It's minimal. It's for little kids. Uh, I think it's like 11 and under. It's four ninety nine, five ninety nine a month, something. Nine ninety nine, I believe, for uh, teens, and you connect the phones. You are given alerts if a nude image comes, inappropriate dialogue. We have to also remember with all of this because the kids are savvy as well. That the kids are, uh, we're seeing such an increase in this. They have a whole dialogue now to get mm. around parents and teachers and all that. Everything is an emoji, emoji vocabularies. It's been going on the last few years. They change it up, very you know, fairly on a regular basis uh, where, you know, the apple that you think is a, is a red apple, you and me, has another meaning. And so they will do all of their dialogue in emojis. And parents have said to me, isn't that cute? They're using little pictures. They're, no, no, they're actually like buying drugs and then trading them with their friends. It's not cute. You have to understand what these emojis mean. So a really good resource for this is also bark.us. They keep, it's all free. They will keep uh, a lot of blogs and things like that, keeping you up to date with all of this tech stuff. Protect Young Eyes, Chris McKenna. Oh, we love protectyounggeyes.com. There's also defendyoungminds.com because we have to talk to children about pornography. I'm sorry, it's never too early, age appropriate. Remember, you never give kids, the little ones, too much information. But they have to understand if somebody shows them something or somebody gives them something or somebody does something to them, they have to come to us immediately. What else do I hear on a constant basis? I'm embarrassed. My mother, will <laughs> yell, uh, my mother will yell at me. I'm like, what do you, well, you're all exchanging nude images. That, you know, the parents have to know what's going on. Like, we have to just really take down the barriers. May is also Mental Health Awareness Month in the United States. We have to be aware. We have to have some resources at our fingertips. A wonderful one is NAMI, N-A-M-I dot org, National Alliance on Mental Illness. Now, remember, this is not just when you're in crisis. If you just want to read about things or get some local resources, Go and use. Go to NAMI, N-A-M-I.org. Uh, you know, keep that 988. I mean, we, what we, is it? We, pray, we pray to God you never need 988, but like 911, this is now the new three-digit code since last July for suicide crisis prevention. But again, you can call 988 
If you want to just, what are the local resources? What is, where can I get some information? Go on their website, okay? Uh, SuicidePreventionLifeline.org. Look at the readings. Look at the material they have. You might have questions about is because teenagers are moody, right? Kids, kids are moody in the teen years. You, you don't know, is especially this, now. No, but is it? But that's what I'm saying. Is this how they should be, or is this something with mental health? There are a lot of really great resources out there, but you have to know where to look for them. And you know, media doesn't share free resources with you. They, this is all a money making machine, right? They don't want. Uh, Right? It's, it's, how can I put this? Absolutely. They don't want anybody healed. They don't want anybody better. This is a constant source of the, the answer to everything always is when people say, why is this happening? Why is there trafficking? Why about the fentanyl? It's always about the money. I think everybody knows that. George Lenz, our good friend, writes, we just removed the school board in our community with the help of a well known undercover entity because of their stance on a multitude of issues. Love you guys. Oh, Thank you, George. George. Thank you so much. Excellent, uh, excellent work, George. You, you, you made up. A, you made a couple of things. First, let me explain something to you. Again, I don't know what you, where you're from, what your age is, or whatever it is. I always tell people, I'm proud to say this. I'll be 65 years old. You're throwing that number I around love that. all week. You're like, I'm, I'm, I'm going to oh, be 65. I'm going to be 65. I love it. I love it. Now, here's why. Now, in the 60s and 70s, we had Playboy. And they call that pornography. So we always thought like, well, we had, you know, skin flicks and books and, you know. Let me explain something to you. We're not talking about kids seeing nude images. We're talking the most graphic, violent. Here's one for you. The number of girls coming into emergency rooms with choke marks slapped, beaten, because some kid, some little boy or some teenager, sees porn, some aggressive porn, and thinks, is that the way you do it? Is choking involved in this? By the way, we haven't even talked about physical violence. Remember that one time there was a, a, the, the number of women who have suffered from brain damage over a period of time. I know it's a different topic. This is physical abuse, which is another story. But when you say pornography... No, but, but these prostituted people yeah, are beaten right, a lot right, and suffer right. physical abuse and have brain damage. Right. But let me just say something. When you talk about kids being... It's not nude pictures. We're not talking about... Now, remember something. When you are a kid and you are young, your eyes are wide, you have no filter, you have no perspective, you don't know anything... And by the way, whether it's too much violence, too much games, too much anything, that brain is like not even settled yet. It can't handle normal stuff. And for you to bombard yeah. them, we never had this. We never had it by virtue of the, the epic we were living in, the time, the pictures. It just wasn't available. You had to really go out of your way. You had to go to stores and Times Square and kids couldn't get in there and Maybe they may come upon something. This is right there. And the best part about it is that why do you think so many people are looking the other way I regarding kids? They got away. Well, people are starting to wake up. Look at George just told us a wonderful story about the school board. This is a very positive. People need to learn that this can be done. We need to share these positive stories. So please do if you oh, do oh. have a positive. But I just want to throw in one thing before I forget. 
not only so we're talking about a lot of sexual things with kids, but also there is something I was involved with recently, a five-year-old girl um, saw such a horrific video with an animal that she tried to kill herself because she said her she kept seeing what was done to this animal over and over again, and it was the algorithm. She wasn't looking for anything. We know on these platforms, this is why you have to know what the kids are doing online as much as you can and talk to them that you know they could be innocently searching for something. Now, why somebody so young would have free access, you know, without somebody watching, that's another story. But, you know, after two, three clicks, they are the goal of big tech is to keep the eyeballs, to keep you online. And she saw this horrific thing she was directed towards with an animal and a child, a baby, and just kept saying, I keep seeing it, I keep seeing it, and she's not functioning right now. So this will be a lifelong, perhaps, sometimes. Parents, Trauma. some parents, when we were kids, we were products of the uh, Catholic school system. I went to parochial school, as did you. It was wonderful. Nobody hit us. It, it, was, it was wonderful. It, it was a different time. Recently, at our local church, on the altar, I say local, we, we, we go there for different receptions or whatever it is, but on the altar, this is in the New York Post, you can read it, Big sign, God is trans. Now, this is at a Catholic church. In the middle of the altar. In the middle of the altar, God is trans. Okay, far be it from me. You know what, that's not my... Sorry, I'm offended. Sorry. I'm a retired Catholic. That's up to you. Sorry, you figure I'm offended. Out. So, what I'm saying is, if you want to send... There are people who are sending kids to schools. We have another one. We have one. one oh, of, you didn't finish the point. The point is the community, they're oh. sitting at their Sunday Mass and reporting back families who bring children... They're staring at this. It was it was coined an art exhibit, and the center of it is God, God is trans and all these abstract art things around it in the middle of the altar. Now, and what that I'm, means that kids were staring the whole time now at the altar. If right. you don't call that indoctrination, agenda driven, well, I'm sorry. Remember, that's up to the church. That's private. That's okay. My point is that if you think sending them to Catholic school. We have another friend of ours who sent her daughter to some high price. It it is put it this way: public schools in the in the inner city are more parochial than this. Big signs apologizing, apologizing mm, for the Dobbs decision, for the repeal of Roe. Now wait a minute. If there's one thing the Catholic Church was forever. It was always pro-life. Now, we're not arguing. This is a Catholic church. They can do whatever they want. But they were apologizing for... Not, and, 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 by, and as you know, abortion is not illegal. It's a state-by-state thing right now. But this is a Catholic school where the Pope and others for years said, this is inviolate. This new guy, Bergoglio, mm-hmm. I don't know about him. So everything... Remember, I must keep saying this. Mm-hmm. For adults... Knock yourself out. It's a free country. No, it's the kids. Leave the kids Talking alone. Talking kids who are impressionable, who are who are sitting here, and parents. We who don't are... co-parent with the government. Okay, there is very pro- good. Sorry, we don't co-parent. If everybody would say this over and over again, we do not co-parent with the government. When when the current occupant of the White House fairly recently said, I don't know when that was, about six weeks ago. Uh, let me paraphrase. He said something to the effect of. The, the children are all of our children. The children belong to all of us. No, they Takes do a village. not. No, that that was Hill. But 
uh, it's along that same theme. He stood there and had the nerve to say, no, they're not, because this administration is doing nothing. Nothing, nothing, nothing for our children and for our families. We don't co-parent with the government, and that includes all the public schools. That is an arm of the government. I think everybody knows that. But I want to point out something else because you brought up about pro-life. Mm-hmm. Um, many people always say to me, you know, oh, why don't you work with the U.N.? You know, the U.N.'s here, the headquarters in New York. Um, <laughs> I, this group, I think you understand I, that. I think they understand why I don't want anything to do with the U.N. And I want to share something that nobody, no media will ever cover that has been going on in the last few months. Uh, for instance, International Women's Day, which was uh, back in March. You know, they do a big thing at the U.N. I do, I'm always invited. I never attend the U.N. Um, they kicked out. Now, it's supposed to be for all women, all groups, all women. They would not allow, and they're continuing now. This started in March. No pro-life groups are allowed at the U.N. So nobody should ever say to me, why don't you work with the UN? I've been asked to speak. I've been asked to be part of panels there. There is no going to the UN. If they're not going to allow all women, no matter what you believe, to be part of it, I don't want to be part of something like that. Everybody should believe in what they want to believe. But that being said, leave the kids alone. We don't co-parent with the government. The children, parental autonomy. That's it. Well, you have been, how about a big hand? (laughs) <laughs> for Mrs. L. Is she not the most incredible I'm going to keep talking about this. If I have affected one of you, if I have educated, if I have pointed you to one resource, I have done my job because I do believe it is ugly and dark and overwhelming. We know that. People tune out. They bury their heads in the sand. So the goal is one person a day learn something. That's all we can ask for. And then we're successful at the Warriors. That's all I want. One and person this, a day. this is lynnswarriors.org. This is the please, please, please. Well, I want everybody to just know some simple facts. I want people to be able right. to have simple free resources at their fingertips. Uh, everybody is financially stressed these days, and they need to just be given the information. They need to know, what do I hear all the time? I didn't know what to do. I didn't know who to turn to. If your child, let me just leave you with this. If your child receives a, a nude image or if you see it on their phone, maybe you're sneaking around or they left the phone on the table, I don't know, you are not to react. Your first step is to call 911 to report it. You don't reshare that image. You don't erase that image. You don't yell at your child. You simply call 911. The next step, you call 911. You go to cybertipline.org. That is an arm of the National Center for Missing and Exploited Children in Washington. They will take the case for you. They will track down who sent that nude image. You don't fall into send me the $500, which a lot of parents are doing, uh, where they're being blackmailed, thinking it's going away. A reminder, once an image is out there, it never goes away. And children say to me constantly, and I'm talking even 16, 17, 18-year-olds will say, I deleted it. No, it's there forever. It has already been shared, uploaded to porn sites. It's up in the cloud. But you have to know the steps. I don't care what you think about 911. Maybe you live in a city like New York where they don't pick up. You've done done the the right thing. You call 911 to report it. Number two, right away, cybertipline.org. They will take the case for you right then and there. You don't get in trouble. What if you're wrong about something or whatever? But a nude image is a crime on your child's phone. 
And so you don't want to share that because then they can hold you responsible and accuse you then of sharing a nude image. But you have to know these steps. That's it. And tell your kids also, remember, that if your child is sending pictures of him or herself under the laws, that is criminal. So, um, and there are cases where they're holding parents responsible because the parents, it's in the yeah, home. That, and right. they, but I'm just saying, but also the, uh, getting back to the national center, the cybertipline.org, they also just, uh, uh, launched about two months ago. It's called the take it down program kind of thing. You have to work with them. You have to know where the resources are. There is help out there. I want, I want everybody to feel like engaged, empowered, and like we can do this and we're going to do it. We are not going to let these criminals, these evil people steal our children, wreck our families. No more. We have to stand together and say no more. We're not, we're not Absolutely. Well, Gretzky, we want to thank you for your absolute incredible thank you. Uh, kindness. Very humbling, isn't it? It, it, Very, is, um, it, is, um, it is daunting. Uh, George Lenz, thanks, thank you as well. I want to make sure. Congratulations, see. George, for you and I, I, I believe your wife and the school board, and that's what we need more of. Thank you. Thank you. Zowie, thank you. And it, it allows me, uh, oh, uh, Kika, Kiaka, thank you. It allows me to go up only so far. Oh, and uh, Lisa PM, thank you. And others, if I if I left you out, I apologize for that. Um, you know, I got to tell you something. This, just, just in conclusion of this thing. I don't care about politics. It doesn't matter. I'm not I, I politics don't at all. care. Left, right, uh, it doesn't matter. This it astounds me how people just don't seem to catch on. And there's this kind of a well, you know, it always was um, rough for when we were kids. I don't know what, but it is. No, I disagree right now with that. Sorry. <laughs> so we thank you for this. Isn't she wonderful? Thank you for allowing me to sit in with you. Allowing. We're back at it. I haven't been here um, since Over the Trump, what, two? Trump administration, I think. Uh, we're back at it. And thank you. It is very uh, humbling. And I'm very honored uh, that you're with your generosity and your thoughts and your comments. And uh, please, we have to stick together. We have to fight for our children and our families. And uh, and just spread the word. People that you know, especially grandparents. Grandparents are the most important and critical because, let's face it, parents are overworked. They they, uh, And a lot of grandparents are coming to me and saying, my daughter, yep. my son, I'm telling them about this. You saw my presentation at the library recently. Oh, yes. Uh, they came. We had every demo there, uh, older, younger, male, female, uh, law enforcement. They had notebooks, and they were telling me afterwards when we were chatting after the presentation, you know, my daughter and my son, they won't listen to me. Grandparents are very concerned about all of these issues. So it's up to us to keep getting the information out there. That's what we do. Absolutely. All right, dear friends, thank you again for your kindness, your generosity. It means more thank than you, you can everybody. imagine. Thank you, everybody. Thank you. And have a wonderful, uh, well, I don't know what time it is where you are, but wonderful evening, wonderful rest of the weekend. Yes. And tomorrow, Sunday, take a few hours, you know, enjoy your family, enjoy yourselves, do something, get and away from it all. And let's do this again because it's a critical message. If you'll have me. Of course, if I'll <laughs> have you. God. Anyway, isn't she great? Am I the luckiest guy? No, in the I'm world? lucky too. Well, that's true. and we're lucky. Look that, at all these beautiful true. people. We're that's lucky. True. We're lucky to have them. We're lucky we can connect with everybody. All right, dear friends, we'll see you tomorrow. Same bad time, same bad channel. Eight a.m. Eastern time for the live stream. And don't forget, the monkey's dead. The show's over. Sue you, Ted.